Hello, and welcome to Recruiting Hell. I'm glad you're here with us today. I'm your host, Rob Conlon. It's time to kick off episode 12 of Recruiting Hell and build our first advanced course for you, our listeners. We've built on the basics from my own knowledge, and now it's time to play at a higher stakes table. Today's episode is what I'm calling the Self-Marketing Masterclass, and I have an excellent guest for you today. We'll be diving into that topic here in just a moment with her, but for those of you who are just tuning into Recruiting Hell for the first time, I feel it's really important to outline the purpose of this show and why we call it Recruiting Hell. Recruiting Hell is a term I use to describe the frustration of job hunting in 2020. If you head to any major job site or employer, there are endless opportunities, but it's gotten more and more difficult to land those opportunities for the average person. The whole goal of this show is to give you the tools to help find a job that brings you both fulfillment and self-worth. Now, not everyone defines their self-worth on their job, but American culture places a heavy value on being a contributing member of society. And not hating what you do every day to pay the bills is, of course, a huge benefit to anyone. The whole goal of this show is to help you navigate through recruiting hell by avoiding the scam jobs, the bad employers, the too much work for too little pay, and the mental stress of being jobless or in a position that you hate. We're here to help keep you your chin up after the 200th application with no response, your 50th rejection email this month, or a great opportunity ghosting you. So in a nutshell, this show is about helping people. And if I can help just one other person out there land a new position and get them out of recruiting hell, I'll call that a win. Back to today's topic, self-marketing and being your own biggest cheerleader is something we talked about a number of episodes ago. And while it's taken us a little time to get back to that topic, we definitely did so as quickly as possible with the person who I think is quite possibly the greatest marketer I've ever met. And it is my pleasure to introduce to you our wonderful audience, uh, Miss Sasha Kennedy, marketing strategist and owner of the Servant Marketing Company. Say hi, Sasha. Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, Sasha. Tell us a bit about your background and how it maybe pertains to helping someone find a job. Sure. So first, Rob, I just want to thank you for having me here today. Absolutely. <laughs> I am super pumped to be here and to be talking about building a personal brand, which is something I'm super passionate about and basically selling yourself, um, monetizing what makes you unique. So thank you. Um, but to tell you a little bit more about Servant Marketing Company, uh, we focus on humanizing marketing for companies and helping them build life-changing brands. And we do that by helping them take a customer-led approach to basically everything they do. So whether that's their marketing strategy, their branding strategy, what product they make next, um, everything you do should be from the lens of your customer. And so that's what we help companies do. And how that relates to building a personal brand is it's very similar. You are selling yourself and a service that you can provide to somebody else. And at the end of the day, it's actually not about you. It's about what you can do for somebody else. So that is how it relates. Now, you run a company called Servant Marketing Company. And obviously, you market companies, not people, as you just said. But there's a good deal of overlap in those two. You mentioned personal brands and building those. What tips can a job seeker take from a company trying to build its brand to build their own? 
Yeah, so whether you're building a personal brand or a company's brand, the steps are actually pretty similar. Uh, First, you want to figure out who you are and what you want to be known for. Um, I like to refer to this as what's your unique selling proposition. Um, So think of it as this interview question. I'm sure most of you listening have heard this before. Probably at the end of an interview, they say, all right, Rob, now out of everyone else who we're interviewing today that are totally qualified candidates, why should we hire you? I have heard that a whole boatload of times. A boatload (laughs) of times, I am sure. And really, they're not looking for something they've heard from everybody else that day. They want to hear about what makes you unique. Um, And so, you know, whether that's uh, what you've been through in your life and why it makes you who you are or um, why you, you know, what you're passionate about that makes you work harder than anybody else. Something that's personal and isn't a cliche that they're going to hear from somebody else. Like I, one I've heard and I've been on the other side of many interviews and right. we've asked that question and a lot of people say, I will work harder than anyone else you've ever met. And that may be true. And that might feel very unique. Like, I know this is very true about myself, but at the end of the day, I heard that three times before you. So, like, you got to really get personal to yourself and your experience. So, I'll give, I can go through mine if maybe that's a good example. I think that's a perfect example. I just want to interject real quick here sure. that I've maybe been that person who ah. has said, I will outwork anybody. I'm like, I thought that was really good. And now I'm being told that, 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 that's not the case. Um, but again, that was years ago, things like that. Um, younger, dumber Rob, if you will. But, <laughs> but that's, uh, it's interesting to hear that. Yeah, you could be the third or fourth person to say that during the day. So you have to truly come up with, with something that is a unique, gem almost if you will so right go ahead with with yours perhaps and so we can give folks an idea of how to how to do theirs totally and i just want to comment like maybe you will outwork everyone else but like why like add in the why and why it's unique to you i think that maybe that's the difference um because that might actually be your unique selling proposition that you will outwork anybody but why why do you why do you feel that way why do you do that so for example mine um and i you know have given this a, a couple of times now because I wasn't until recently that I figured out really what my own unique selling proposition was in this stage of my life. Um, and that's that I've been through a lot of challenges in my life that have made me an extremely emotionally intelligent, empathetic, and mentally tough person. And because of that, I am the person when we're sitting in a room of silence, I will be the one who speaks up. I will be the one who will have the tough, difficult conversations that need to be had because it's the right thing to do. Um, and that's because of things that I've been through in my life that I'm just like, you know, this is who I am. Like, I can't, I'm an emotional person, but I've channeled that into to being empathetic towards others. Um, so that would be an example of something that I would say that, I mean, I can tell by your face right now, like that kind of pulled your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I know some of your... your... You've told me a lot of your story, and yeah. it just knowing all of that and how it piled into who you are today, I think is awesome. It's so powerful, right? It is. It is. And you you mentioned people by the why. Mm-hmm. Why are you the hardest worker? Why are you the best person for this fit? And finding one that does to them what yours just maybe did to me here, you know. And again, you didn't tell any any of the story. You said that there there was a story, right? But I put that all together myself. Mm-hmm. And that, again, I, I'm actually 
little little bits here, <laughs> little, 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 little misty eyed here, because I just I know you are such just this gladiator when it comes to being uh, being you, and that's why I think you're you're a great guest for this show, and uh, have some wonderful things for people to listen to. So. Yeah, so you don't you don't even have to go into, you know, what your life story is. Just just in like, I don't know, 30 seconds or less, be able to tell people why you're different than everybody else. Oh, so maybe almost like an elevator pitch. Like an right? elevator pitch. Episode 3, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just step 1. So, step 2 really is defining your audience and becoming the solution to their problem. Um, so one of my favorite questions to ask when I'm being interviewed is what is the biggest challenge that's facing your company today or your business? Or what is the biggest challenge that your marketing team is is facing or your IT team, whatever industry you're in? Um, and often, like, one, people will be impressed by that question because um, it shows that you're thinking bigger than just, you know, your role. Uh, but also, it really helps gauge, like, this is something they need help with. What can I pull from my experience or my skill set? And... Uh, say, you know, here's how I will help you solve that problem, or here's how I think I could help solve that problem. And so I think that's a really big thing is just knowing your audience of like what they care about and, um, you know, the culture of the company, what the job description says they're looking for, and make sure you pull on those things for your answers to the questions. So writing writing things down, obviously, interview prep is something that we, we both know is very important, mm-hmm. but drilling deeper than perhaps what's on the about us page yes of and thinking a little bit more abstractly as mm-hmm. to how you as a product if you're your job interviewer interviewee I should say uh, you as a product are being sold to them and why they should come and and take you along with them to mm-hmm. solve those bigger maybe not apparently you know right right at the tip of their tongue problems okay right. yep good deal. And then I would say the last step um, is really focus on building relationships and starting conversations. So um, networking is key, especially when you're trying to find your dream job. Like you've mm-hmm. got to find the right people who are doing what you want to do um, and that you'd love to work for and network with them and start a conversation with them. doesn't mean like, hey, can I come work work for you? Like, tell them something, you know, reach out to someone and say, I saw that you did this interview and, like, I loved what you said here. And um, I had a quick question about that. Or, um, you know, I I do this and I was wondering, like, do you need any help with your social media? Like, I'd love to, if you ever need help, just let me know. Like, things like that of starting conversations, not necessarily starting a job interview is really important when you're looking for a job. (laughs) Right. Because people don't. Don't latch on to that. They, they, oh God, this guy's coming to ask me about a job. Right. But if you, if you make it about them, they'll glom onto that. And then I've actually, I've experienced it a lot with this, with this show. You know, we've been promoting this on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram and everything like that. But the biggest thing that I've ever gotten is, you know, there's a lot of people I follow, um, who are sales leaders or, or podcast thought leaders, things like that. And they, you know, I could go ask one of them and he runs this community that, that I, I, I want to see if I can get you into if you're doing any any podcast type media in the future because he's awesome and the community's awesome. Uh, but he mentioned uh, all these all these things and, and meeting him was one of the biggest things that changed this from well let's just make it a portfolio builder into something that's more more than that for mm-hmm. me at least. 
And I've gotten more notices from people who are actually, you know, somebodies on LinkedIn in the past two weeks of prior to this, you know, really ramping up our content strategy here. You know, people who I never thought um, would deign to come by my page and things like that. And it's really a neat thing. So magnifying that for somebody's job search through connecting with the right people and talking about something other than can you give me a job, right? I think has a very big impact. Yeah, so. super important. Cool. So moving to our kind of our next question here, that was we had a that was a long little <laughs> question. <laughs> one question, ten minutes here went great. Um, but I heard that one of the most important things for a brand, at least for a business brand is to find a way to monetize it. Now, that's kind of a challenge. And I know we we had some, when we were in pre-production for this, you and I had a bit of discussion about, you know, what does this question mean? Obviously, a business can't operate for free and needs to bring in some sort of revenue stream to keep existing. The same thing goes for job hunting, though. So from your perspective, Sasha, what is the equivalent of monetizing a personal brand for a job seeker? Yeah, so for me, um, it's all about turning what you love and what you're passionate about and what you're good at into a service for others that you can monetize. So whether that is landing a full-time corporate job or freelancing your services or coaching services, what do you do that solves a problem for somebody else? I'm going to probably start to sound like a broken record, but that's really what it's all about. And it's about selling your solution to their problem. That's your product is whatever you can do to solve their problem. Um, but also know your worth and what you bring to the table that's different from everybody else. And so that's where the personal brand comes in. You know, anyone can have that service, but what do you do that's different? Okay, so it's almost like going to to a car dealership and you, you can buy, you know, they carry five different types of cars or whatever it might be. Now, again, that's a little bit, you know, they don't have Fords and Dodges at the same thing. But you could theoretically have all these cars to choose choose from. Why should they pick the Ford over the Dodge, basically? Is that is that what you're saying? Is, is right. that monetization is giving the person the, or the company in this case, the reason to latch onto that person because that's a Ford person or whatever it might be, and that's the kind of thing that I need to fix my problem. Right, and honestly, that could be the difference between getting offered $50,000 or getting offered... $75,000. Like it could be the answer, like your USP, your unique selling proposition, what you are that's different could be the difference between salary as well. Interesting. Okay. That was actually, did not expect to hear that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, I love doing these kind of this, this live thing now because it, it's, it's, that was something that totally came out of left field because you're right. If you look at, again, back to the car analogy, I could buy a Ford for 30 grand. I can get a Beamer for 75 and that, you know, that Beamer is, number one, very nicely engineered for a great German car, but number two, it says something. And it also gives me the, the extra scratch in the amount of money that they paid for me, the Beamer in this case. So that that's nifty. Wow, that, that question went way better than I thought it would. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk a little bit more about the most obvious thing in marketing, and this is the elephant in the room today. Um, social media, and I did an episode on this about a month. It's going to be a month back when this this particular episode airs. Um, it was kind of a primer in this case, and in, in we really didn't drill too deep because a I wanted to leave a lot for this episode, but b it's it's unique to everybody what the 
brand can be on social media. So in your opinion, uh, where should folks be going with their efforts for social media in not only the personal brand growth, but kind of that job hunting style? Yeah, so I think if you're if you're really focused on becoming like an authority on social media, um, it's really important that you prioritize your platforms. Uh, you want to be where your audience is first, and you definitely do not want to try to be on all the platforms at once. If you're building, if you're building your personal brand, that you are going to burn yourself out. Trust me, I know from experience. <laughs> um, so really, you want to prioritize. So for example, if you think you're going to have the biggest impact on um, like if you're doing the job seeking stuff, if you're going to have the biggest impact on LinkedIn, um, and maybe like, let's just say YouTube, like if you know, those are going to be the ones where you like, let's just say you're great at video. That's one of your strengths. Get on YouTube, like prioritize what makes the most sense for your skill set, but also where your audience is. And so if you're looking for a job, that's probably going to be LinkedIn. If you are looking to build authority and answer people's questions that they're um, searching for, YouTube would be great for that. So it's really, it's really about understanding, you know, who you're trying to reach and where you should be first. Um, and so once you kind of know what your, which platform you're going to be on, you really, like, I cannot stress this enough. Quality content is key. If nothing else, if it doesn't look pretty, if it doesn't look the most amazing, just focus on producing quality content that matters. Like that's going to be the game changer. You will get noticed over somebody who has a pretty brand any day. Interesting. Okay. We're going to talk more about quality content in a bit because that, that just seems like an oxymoron. What you just said was you put out quality content, but it doesn't have to be pretty and beautiful and published mm. and have graphics and things like that. So that's actually really interesting. So backing up just a half kind of a half step here for folks who are listening to this again, job seekers, people who are really looking for that. You're saying LinkedIn, number one, go to the place where they are going to find jobby stuff there's there's no other platform out there that does job stuff basically right well i mean it depends on what your strategy is too like let's just say i'll use someone who wants to get into like media space like video <laughs> um you might see that like video is huge on youtube right so like right. maybe you start interacting maybe there's somebody you'd love to do what he does on youtube um and you want to replicate replicate that so you might want to create your own content and reach out to him and be like hey like i'd love to come on your youtube channel like check out mine you know like there's all sorts of different opportunities it just depends on what you in particular want to do it's really easy to think of like the corporate jobs as like the path and so that's like a lot of linkedin a lot of you know applying for jobs but you might also just find that like your favorite um I keep using YouTube because it's just top of mind, but your favorite YouTube star is like hiring a social media manager. And so you reach out to them and you network. So it all depends on what, what your goal are. Got it. Okay. Cause we, we talked last in one of the last episodes we, we recorded here about doing your own thing. Mm. And sometimes I think that that might get a little bit blended with, definitely can. with seeking a job in this case. Cause obviously somebody listens to this show to find the tips to get, you know, money coming back in the thing and maybe, you know, chuckles 355 on youtube or who are you know i don't know who has that username but <laughs> it's not me um that person may have an opportunity for you but that's 
probably something that isn't quite readily apparent at the first and maybe not what you should necessarily focus 100% of your effort on, correct? Totally. If you're if you're just looking for, if you're just in the job-seeking realm where you're not trying to build a personal brand to monetize on social media, mm-hmm. then you really should be focusing on building your pl- uh, portfolio if it applies and then uh, LinkedIn. And then sure. going through LinkedIn, kind of the professional level. Okay. Now we're going to talk again about con- content being quality in, in just a moment here, but... Uh, how much time should this take? I guess it, this is not just from a how much time per week do I need to throw at this to build a brand, but what does my brand look like day one, day 90, beyond? And, and how how do I know I, I'm successful, I guess? Yeah. So I think this really depends on what your individual goals are. Um, you know, every situation is dynamic. But I would say it's kind of similar to the answers that teachers give when you ask, uh, you know, miss, miss whatever, how much, how long does this essay need to be? And she goes, well, however long it needs to be to be good and to get your point across. Like that's usually the answer. Okay. So the same applies here. I mean, if again, you're trying to build authority to get people to want to work with you as a coach, then it's probably, you usually spending a little bit more time on social media and, um, you know, building up that personal brand. Now, if you're just trying to look for jobs on LinkedIn, I mean, you should be spending a couple hours a week, you know, figuring out what you post and, um, you know, who to reach out to. Really, it's going to be about the conversations. And those should happen naturally. And it shouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to schedule time to, like, have conversations. So I think it really depends on the situation. Okay. And all of this obviously takes some some skill. You know, you can't just walk into this and be like, I'm going to go do this stuff on LinkedIn. I'm either going to you know, create content or build my brand or whatever it might be. What what do I need to successfully market myself in the modern job economy on social media? So I would say good copywriting and storytelling is key. And I'm not just biased because I started in the copywriter (laughs) realm. I seem to recall somebody who wrote a lot of copy back (laughs) in the day when we worked together. (laughs) But, like, copy flows into everything. I mean, whether it's, you know, how you write out a bulleted video script of, like, what you're going to say on a video. Or if it's prepping for an interview and the answers that you write out. Like, getting off, being authentic and vulnerable but also, you know, credible in how you write is super important. And I would say my number one tip would be if you don't feel like you are a good writer or that you, like, not even, like, you know grammar. Like, I'm talking, like, you know how to write something and people connect with it. If that's not the case, I would I would take a course, a digital course on that. Because um, that's going to be probably the biggest thing that will move the needle for you is is when someone reads your post, they say, wow, I, I like that. That's smart. And I got to have her or him on my team. Okay. So the... You don't necessarily have to set up this giant machine of graphics and, and all these things, but just being insightful almost would be yeah. perhaps a, a way to do it. And again, um, I, I realize we, we walked into copywriting without defining what copywriting is mm-hmm. just for folks. So because you were a copywriter, give us the quick the quick uh, dictionary definition, if you will, or maybe the Sashinary de- definition. Sure. So copywriting is really just the words that you write. Um Copywriting in marketing means um, like sales copy or things that you things that you would say to get someone to take a certain action. 
Uh, but really, it's just, you know, the, the words that you write on a post or your resume or a cover letter. Like, it's really important that you are able to connect with others through words because that's mostly going to be their first impression of you. Okay, so focus, mm-hmm. focus there and then other things. Maybe you take some small time graphic design, little little bits and pieces here and there and kind of, you know, build from the bottom up. Okay. Totally. So like myself, I know that I'm not a great graphic designer. Like by the grace of whatever graphic gods, I got a, a, a logo ground <laughs> out for this show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mostly using the crop tool. But uh, if I don't have a skill like say graphic design or, or maybe I'm just not a very good copywriter, um, and maybe I need that for my cover letters or my resume or whatever it might be. Where am I going to go find that? Where am I going to find that skill? So I guess my biggest hack for this, especially if you're just like, I don't even have the, I don't have the time to invest in like a copywriting course type yeah. of thing, is just go find someone or an example of like what you do like and you feel like is your style. Like, okay, he talks and like that's how I kind of am too and I like how he writes and so you can kind of start to... You can start to see formulas forming with how people write things. So, like, for example, if I was writing a cover letter, um, this is a little bit different because you can't just go see someone's cover letter that they posted. But you can right. certainly Google um, copy copy um, or cover letters for um, a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And then you start to, like, look through what you see on there and you'll start to find things that you like and what you don't like. And, and just use that to, like, get you going and kind of build a template um, and then, you know, fill in, fill in the, the examples or the details that are unique to you and they're straight from you, but use that as a starting point. Cause most of the biggest part really is getting started. Once you have that template, it's like, oh yeah, I can fill in, you know, what I did that meets that job description or I can, um, so you just go and find examples. You, you follow the people that, um, you want to be like, and you, you strive to be like, Take, you know, what they say and, you know, don't use it verbatim, but, like, use it as a as a template to get started. Sort of the ingredients to create your own, if you yeah. will. Okay. All right. Now, here's the one that I think might might really intrigue folks here. You know, we're, we're in tough times right now. There's a pandemic going on. There's, you know, widespread unemployment and things like that. And people have to kind of tighten their belts. If I wanted to build my personal brand on the cheap or maybe at $0, where would I start? So, again, broken record, just start creating quality content. So um, really focus on your portfolio and tighten up your resume to reflect that USP. Like, do some reflecting, figuring out what that what that content is about yourself. Um, and then, you know, how can you tighten that up? So, like, for me, I'm not, I don't have a graphic design uh, background either. So for like my portfolio or my resume, I use like tools online to build those things for me based on a template. Um, for example, I think I, my resume when I did it was on like myperfectresume.com or something. Like you can, like it doesn't have to be, like I actually even, oh my gosh, they're going to kill me. I screenshotted it so that I didn't even have to pay for them to give it to me. <laughs> My perfect resume. If you're going to sponsor us, uh, don't listen to this don't episode. Don't listen to this episode. <laughs> like, there's little like, just get smart about it. Like, there's there's hacks everywhere, and um, like Canva.com is great for um, 
graphic design type is stuff. That, I think I have that app on my phone. That's the one where you do all the Instagram stuff. You kind of it's like an almost an editor on your phone. Yeah, except Canva. You can get it on your desktop too, which is a little bit easier to to oh, manipulate. They threw me to the phone like download oh, phone app. Like okay, <laughs> I love Canva. So like. You can use that to create resumes. You can use it to create book covers. Like, it's not just social media stuff. Maybe it used to be, but not anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's all templated out. So you pick one that you like, and you just edit it to be, you know, the colors or the words that you need and change the picture out. It's all free. Yeah. So and that's actually something that I use for this show as well. Uh, they ping me with a notification. Or they're like, you haven't canned today. But, <laughs> like, I, I know, guys. It's okay. You're one of ten tools I use to, to make this whole thing happen. Uh, but for for you who are listening, uh, that, that app is called Canva. C-A-N as in November V-A, right? Like Canvas without the S. Yep. Um, and it is a really nifty, really intuitive thing. So if you're having kind of some of those maybe brand shortcomings, if you will, from your skill set where maybe you don't, uh, don't have kind of the way to make make something that you want to say look good. Canva's a great tool. You know, Instagram kind of has some of those too. But uh, that that's really interesting. I'm glad you mentioned that because that totally didn't didn't click with me here right now. Yeah, get scrappy, man. There's plenty of free tools and resources online. You really don't need to pay for anything up until a certain point, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of awesome. But then that paywall hits, and you go, "Oh my god, I have two hundred dollars <laughs> and stuff to get out to these people." But uh, no, usually some of the ones at least I've been using are you know running a, a freebie monthly, you know, or ten things a month or whatever it might be. So that's that's always nice. Okay, now we we talked about what makes quality content earlier, and we got we got to go a little bit deeper into this. So I've, I've got this question here. So now I've done all the easy stuff. What makes what really makes me me? And, you know, marketing myself, I just go off and I, I do that. I make content and people come to me, right? <laughs> if only it was that easy. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's kind of a, a throwaway question. Um, but this is, you know, something we can probably spend another, another episode on. How do I make compelling content about me? You say quality content. What defines quality in what I can do for a potential prospective employer? Sure, yeah. So I think, like, I would define quality content as anything that is educating or entertaining your audience. Um, So there's a difference between, and the content specialists are going to kill me because they love high-quality production content, but there's a difference between high-quality content, like production quality, versus, like, the meat or the message or, um, you know, what, what you're teaching somebody. That's, that's more what I'm referring to is the latter of what, what are you saying of value? What are you giving them of value? Sure. It can look great and pretty. Obviously that's the goal too, but if it doesn't like your message will shine through that. Um, and that's what, that's what I'm trying to get across the quality content. Okay. So it's not just the if we're thinking quality content and, and what you know I had initially had in mind months ago before I started this whole endeavor was, you know, oh gosh, I'm gonna have to learn graphic design, I'm gonna have to learn all these things to make things look professional and look really good. You don't have to do that. You have to have the heart and soul of what you make reach people, even if it's ugly, I guess is maybe the word. Is that correct? Right. 
And again, it has to go back to what I keep saying. Your, even your content needs to solve a problem for somebody else or it needs to give, bring value to somebody else. So like if someone's searching a question and you have the answer to that question in your content, that's going to be quality content to them. Um, what I would say is like the worst thing to do is just to be super vague and try to talk about everything just so that you create a lot of content. Like no... Focus on what you know and what you do best because that's how you're going to produce quality content and how you're going to answer people's questions well. Okay, so taking notes for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, not really. Um, <laughs> so... Okay, so when we're creating this content, we know it's not just video, but we do know that video is exceptionally uh, useful. And if I just I saw a statistic the other day that said it's twelve hundred percent more effective than other mediums. Like that—that's insane. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, it is writing. You mentioned copywriting, mm -hmm. and that goes totally into cover letters and things like that. And of course, our resident. Uh, resume expert isn't here. She actually lives in Germany, uh, mm -hmm. but she'll be coming back for a future episode. And I, I know that writing a good hook and an attention-grabbing headline about yourself is a really big thing. So when I'm writing, Sasha, what should I be doing with mechanically, if you will, and with like my word choices to make myself more noticeable to employers, whether it's in a cover letter that's being shipped with a resume or a social media kind of posts that we're talking about reaching kind of out to somebody. Yeah. So I would say there's two really important things here when it comes to, you know, getting a job uh, through through writing. And the first one is using keywords. Um, if you're in the marketing field, then you hear that all the time. Um, but use the job description that you're applying for to guide your cover letter. So give examples and numbers that prove why you're a good fit for what they're asking for. Um, but the cover letter should always give something a little bit more than your resume does where your cover letter really is like personalized to the person or the company that you're applying for. And so you want to use keywords of like what they said they're, they need help with or what they're looking for. Put that in your cover letter specifically. Um, or if, you know, you notice something, um, on their website, um, do your research on the company and add something unexpected. So that's not, that's number two. So like, for example, if I was applying for, um, let's just say an IT software company mm -hmm. and I went onto their website and I really liked, I looked at their backend code while I was on there because that's what I do. I'm an IT person. I'm channeling my inner IT person, which is not there <laughs> Which is not, I, not, not you, I don't think. <laughs> but like, say I'm on there and I like look at the backend code and I, I like think it's really great how they wrote that code. I don't know. Um, I might write that in my cover letter. Like, I spent some time on your website. I love that you did this. Like, that. that's awesome. But, like, have you ever thought of this? Or, like, I think I can add this to that. Like, I can improve it this way. So, it's, like, it's showing that you're going the extra mile and you're personalizing it. And you're going to stand out from all the people who write their cover letters and say, Hi, yes, I have this many years of experience. I think I could be a good fit for your company because, you know... I'm a hard worker and I do this. Like, yes, those are all important things that you need in there, but you also need, like, something that's going to stand out. Put so you above your, the rest. your USP, unique selling proposition. So, yeah. like, maybe that's the theme of this episode, I guess. I can <laughs> yeah. rename it. Um, okay. So, I, I really I really like that, that relating to kind of the extra mile there and, and giving a great example of that. So, let's... 
go with, you know, to you and, and what you do every day. I know, I know you do a lot of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I wanted to have a job like you have, what would I need to know and what would I need to do to get started? Yeah, so I would say, you know, whether it's marketing or anything that you are doing consulting on, the biggest thing is to stay hungry and always be learning. Sharpen your skills. Become the expert at something. And that that's really important, too, is, like, niche down. Like, think of something, like, smaller than just, like, marketing. Like, if I was going to be a consultant, I probably, you know, would want to focus on email marketing, Specifically, or I might want to focus on social media marketing. Um, like, for example, the niche of servant marketing company is using customer research and insights to guide your marketing strategy. So we're really focused on that one one piece of it. And I would say the same thing um, for someone who's getting to look, who wants to monetize, you know, what they do well is just become very well at it. That's the first step. Um, and then, you know, everything we talked about today, market yourself and your USP, um, but also document what you do well and turn it in a framework into a framework to help others. Um, so like if I'm, you know, if I have this foolproof social marketing strategy that I've worked on for years and years and I've, I've seen it play out and I've made it better and better and better and I've learned and I've, you know, come up with this like framework of, well, you should post this many times a day and you should have this kind of copy in your social like it starts to become a framework that if you document it you can teach it to somebody else um and then they now have that skill set and you're teaching them something so that would be my the biggest thing is get good at something and then document the framework of how you do it and that's that's worth money you know that that's the the one thing we talked about earlier monetizing your your brand and maybe monetizing yourself if somebody were to go down sort of your career path if you will yeah. uh creating that you know, masterclass, if you will, which is kind of what this is, uh, mm-hmm. if you will, f- uh, to follow for somebody and say, hey, this is foolproof, let's go with it. And being able to do that with your own personal brand, I think, is very, is very useful as well. So definitely major value there. All right. Closing down almost here. We're almost to the end, but there's a, kind of an interesting thing here. And we, we touched on this earlier in the actual episode. Let's talk about growth. What kind of milestones should somebody who is entering this kind of personal brand arena be setting for their brand and how the world sees them? Yeah, so I think that this this also depends on what your goals are. Like, do you want to be, you know, a public figure with all these followers? Um, or do you just want to land your dream job at, like, a local paint shop. Like, I don't know. Like, it depends on what your goal is here. So really, I think what you first need to do is what do you want to accomplish? And then break that into steps. What are, let's just say, the five to 10 steps, whether it's a big goal or a smaller goal, that you're going to need to do to get there? Um, And then put a timeline on those things and those become your milestones. Um, So it really depends on on what you want to accomplish. Okay. So again, that's kind of that smart goal thing where you need to have, I can't remember what they all stand for, but one of them is time. The T is time that it needs to be a, uh, you need to set a deadline for yourself and, and hopefully reach that goal either by that deadline or find out why you didn't in that case. Okay. So So, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think the biggest thing though, is like, don't just focus on the vanity numbers, like followers and likes on social media. Those are great. And they're, they're measures to look at and to like gauge your performance for sure, but they aren't everything. 
Um, a passionate community can be way more powerful and fruitful than a swarm of lukewarm followers. Um, so focus on creating meaningful connections. So that's why you even see like there's influencers who make a lot of money on social media, but they don't have millions of followers. They have a, a smaller tight knit group community that, you know, feed off of each other and they respect each other. And so like, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're the next Gary V. Right. <laughs> That'd probably be kind of hard. So I think that's my the biggest thing is like, use those numbers as measures of growth, but it's really not everything. And this is going to sound so cliche, but it's really about how you feel on the inside. Like if you're feeling good about where you are and the connections that you're forming, like that's how you should be measuring your success at the end of the day. Right. Okay. So personal story time. I felt more in in tune with this whole thing of, of you know building a personal brand via LinkedIn. Man, I have connected with some like the greatest people over the past few weeks, and I was talking about that earlier as well. Uh, that I think has a ton of value, you know. And these are people 100%. who can who can who can help me move forward with whatever I'm doing, whether it's this podcast, whether it's other worky things or, or consulting deals and things like that. That I think has a has a very concrete value to it you know looking at my linkedin connections over the past six months versus the prior six years the quality of those has just skyrocketed which is awesome it's all about building this personal brand of people who may be able to help me find whatever my step next step is in life but could also uh, potentially find uh, somebody else their next step in life which is cool okay 42 minutes later, which is bananas. And they go fast. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. I'm having so much fun. So here's, uh, here's, here's your, you know, kind of t- chance to turn the tables here, Ms. Sasha. Anything I missed involving marketing yourself that might help our listeners that I didn't ask you today? So I guess the, my last piece of advice is to always, 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 always go above and beyond. Always go a little bit further than the next guy. Take that extra 20 minutes to customize your resume. Write the cover letter. Gosh, I can't even tell you how many times people don't write the cover letter. Like, they just don't. We, we talked about that in an earlier episode, that every oh, single right. resume... Yeah, yeah you, you listen to it. I love it. I sure it is. <laughs> uh, but every single resume should have a cover letter and a custom one at that. If you want to get that job, you should write the cover letter. Yes. Um, do your research. Come prepared with specific and thoughtful questions like we talked about before. Create the best content that you can. I promise you will never regret it, especially when it lands you your dream job. So always go further than the next guy. Awesome. And that's that's sometimes tough. That's for sure. You know, especially when you're doing 15 a day or 5 a day or, you know, 20 a week or whatever it might be. So cool. Anything else we missed? I don't think so. I mean, just... Be focused on what makes you, you, and how it solves problems for other people. Got it. Good deal. Well, as we wind down here, uh, again, thank you, Sasha, for coming on. Uh, it's your t- it's your turn to kind of use this to, you know, market uh, market you a little bit. Uh, what kind of plugs and shout-outs did you want to give while you are on the show with us? You know, I would really just say, like, anyone who's listening, if any of this resonated with you or if you have other questions or you want to connect with me more, feel free to just shoot me a message on LinkedIn or a connection request. Let me know how I can help. And, of course, if you're interested in learning more about Servant Marketing Company, you can go to ServantMarketingCo.com. And it was a really big pleasure to be on the podcast with you, Rob. I can't thank you enough for having me. You are doing really great things here, and I'm like... So excited to see where you take this and how you grow. So 
it's it's going to be a, a kind of a challenge <laughs> to say, but you know, I, it's something I've really wanted to do, and I found. I was actually listening to a, a an old Gary V video the other day, and it was find the thing you like to do and do it. Yes, and that's Love just me some Gary V. I, I do, and I I went from loving to like loathing, and I think I'm back on the like other side of the coin now. But uh, it's it's so fun to do this, and I just I would love to see this become something so much more than just one guy in Port Washington, Wisconsin, going. Like I gotta help people find jobs and and turning it into something that's so much better uh, for folks because there's so many people out there that need a hand. So we'll wrap it on that. Uh, and on my end of things here uh, for us here at Recruiting Hell, uh, wonderful listeners as always. If you do have questions, comments, feedback here with us at the show, you can always drop us a line at the Recruiting Hell Podcast at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter at recruiting underscore hell or on our Facebook fan page. We now have uh, the Instagrams as well, which is outstanding. So uh, that's uh, recruiting underscore hell underscore podcast. Uh, Some neat stuff on there. Definitely put a lot of effort into that this week. And of course, if you haven't subscribed, followed, or shared the show, I would greatly appreciate it. And there are millions of Americans out there who could benefit from learning more about how to power up their job hunt, whether it's because they have no job or need a better one. They're your friends and neighbors. Let's get them helped out. And lastly, as always, a big thank you to Purple Planet Music for our theme song, you the listener for tuning in, and the fabulous Sasha Kennedy for being our guest today. Again, I'm Rob Conlon, and until we meet again, keep moving forward with your self-betterment and your job hunt. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and Recruiting Hell will be here to help you keep pace. <laughs>